I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. The, The Super Bowl, this is the show that you absolutely positively want to tune into. Uh, Adam Teicher and Jim McManus, who, uh, of course, cover both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, are going to be checking in with us with an update in regard to uh, where those two teams stand with, and, and, and obviously all the big storylines surrounding both those teams. Uh, we'll hear from Mike Tannenbaum. Who does he like in this, in this matchup? If he was a wagering man, quote-unquote, wink, wink, who would he put his money on? Greg Wyshynski, the puck daddy, is going to join us. What's really fun, at least I think it's fun, uh, when uh, when you're 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 looking at, at a number of the 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 bets that you can place out there are cross bets, right? So NHL games that are going to be playing, matches that are going to be being played on Sunday, like you know how many goals are going to be scored, how many shots on goal, how many saves compared to a number of prop bets out there for some of the NFL players. So Greg Wyshynski is going to break that down for us. If you so choose to play some of those cross bets with the NHL meeting the Super Bowl. David Behrman joins us as always at 11 o'clock. Uh, we'll talk some golf as we've got uh, the waste management Phoenix open happening. What, what isn't it great when everything comes together and you're talking about the Super Bowl being out there in Arizona, Glendale, Arizona, at the same time that the waste management is taking place in Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona. And so I don't know about you, but like I have at least five. For, okay, let me rewind. I have two people that I know that are out there right now for both. Like they headed out there. They, they're going to take in the waste management and they're also going to go to the Super Bowl. And then I have like another five friends who know somebody who's out there for like a bachelor party. Is that not the most, let's just, can we marinate in that for a minute? Is that not the most amazing bachelor party you could think of that you're going to head out there and take in, take in or take on the Phoenix open waste management uh, along with the Super Bowl and be out there with like your bestest amigos or amigas bachelorette bachelor party. I would love that. And um, so David Behrman's going to jump on board. We'll talk some, some, some Phoenix open with you, hopefully give you some picks heading into the weekend as well as the NFL. Liz Loza. She's part of our fantasy team at ESPN. She's going to jump on board. We'll talk some prop bets with her. What are some of the prop bets that she's feeling that she's eyeing? heading into the Super Bowl, and as always, Fat Jack, professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com, always joins us here on Friday nights on, on Weekend Wager to, uh, to to give us his picks and his plays as well. And, uh, and, and obviously, I'm going to give you some picks and plays as well. But with that being said, um, there's some NBA games, some late games. It, it, it's, it's, let's be honest, it's been a magical slate tonight. Many, many, many games. Unfortunately, uh, the, uh, the Knicks, they did lose. But there are three games that are going to be taking place while we are on air. The first is Dallas going up against the Sacramento Kings. The Kings favored by four and a half. I do like them at home. Why? They're the healthier team, right? Uh, you know, with, with, with the trade that went down with Kyrie, obviously the Dallas Mavs lost a lot on the defensive side of the court. Meanwhile, Sacramento, they're shooting 59% from the field, 79%. Uh, from the free throw line. So I do like Sacramento. So I'm going to lay the points with the Kings minus four and a half. That's my first play. Uh, my favorite play actually is the Cavs and that tips off in just about four minutes. So if you're listening to the show, maybe you're in your car, pull over. I never recommend texting or gambling while driving, uh, but pull over if you can. I do like the Cavs. I'll lay the three against the Pelicans. Why? 
The Pelicans, as we know, not as healthy as they've been in years past. Zion is still not active and attractive. They're 3-10 and 10, their last 13 games. Even though they've won their last three, I think it's smoke and mirrors, right? Uh, they lost to the Cavs back in January by double, double digits. So now you're telling me I'm only laying three against the Pelicans? They get Donovan Mitchell back tonight. They're the most balanced team in the NBA. They're the most efficient team in the NBA. They're one of the best teams that control the tempo of a game, which throws a lot of other teams off. Top 10 offensively as well as defensively in regards to their rating. I love the combination of Mobley and Allen, especially in the paint. Third best paint defense in the NBA. Sixth best rebounding in the NBA. They're 5-1 and one their last six games. And oh, by the way, by an average of 21 points. And sixth best shooting percentage. So... Again, the Cavs tip off in just about two minutes. If you can jump on that, you're only laying three. It's probably my favorite bet tonight. And then last but not least, you got the Bucks going up against the Clippers. That tip off is at 1040. So you do have some time there. I'm going to lay the points with the Bucks at minus two and a half. Uh, Kawhi is not playing for the Clippers. The Clippers have been hot as of late. But why? Because Kawhi and Paul George have been on the court at the same time. When those two dudes are on the court, forget about it. Clippers are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the postseason if both those cats can stay healthy. But as we know, the Bucs, they beat the Lakers yesterday. So you're looking at this and you're going, but wait a minute, this, this, is, this is a second of a back-to-back. It doesn't matter. They didn't have to go anywhere. They're probably, probably staying at the JW Marriott right there, like, I don't know, 10 feet from the Staples Center. I've stayed there before. It's a nice hotel. So is, is this really like... You know, uh, like second game of a, of, a, of a back-to-back where you really have to travel and go through the rigmarole of, of, of all that that entails? No, you don't. This is a Bucks team. They've won nine straight. They're 6-1 and one against the spread their last seven with zero days rest. So this is a team that doesn't need the rest. They're 6-3 and three against the spread, and Giannis is averaging 32 points a game. So... Uh, just to get you locked and loaded, ready to go early on the show. We're going to be talking a lot of NFL, but it's a it's a really, really attractive slate tonight. And there's still one, two, there's still four games left. So again, I'm on Sacramento. I'm going to lay the four and a half. I think they're just too good at home. And I think the whole, you know, the trade that went down with Kyrie and the Nets, I, I think it's going to take Dallas a hot second to to really... Uh, get into a groove, especially with Luca not 100%. Okay? Uh, my favorite bet is the Cavs. I'm going to lay the three. And again, at 1040, you've got the Bucks going up against the Clippers, and I'll lay the two and a half. So those are uh, my three NBA plays. Throughout the show in the next two hours, uh, we will continue to follow those three games, and hopefully I will have given you some winners because uh, that's what the show is about right? We always try to give you some winners. Uh, But like I said, we've got a locked and loaded show. Adam Teicher, McManus are going to join us as well, covering the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, getting you up to speed on what's going on as both teams have been hanging out in Arizona this week, uh, getting ready, of course, for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Um, Mike T, we'll hear from Mike Tannenbaum, Greg Wyshynski as well, Liz Loza, Fat Jack, David Behrman. We've got a jam-packed show. Getting you ready, chock full of nuts. That's what I like to call it. Getting you ready for Super Bowl Sunday. Julian and Chantel are producing the show. Quick break. We come back. We'll hear from Adam Teicher and McManus uh, giving you an update what's going on with both the teams as they've been hanging out in Arizona for oh, going on a week now. That next. You're listening to Weekend Wager. Nita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Pittsburgh Penguins at home on February 17th. This is what you do. Download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to contest, submit your entry. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com for team news, tickets, and more. And catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream, heard only on the ESPN New York app. Make sure you do that. So each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, I host a gambling show on our ESPN digital platforms called Bet, and you can tune into it on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, this week, Teicher and McManus, two phenomenal men who do a phenomenal job covering both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, join me on Bet. I thought it'd be great to share it with you to get some insight on some of the top storylines, Mahomes' ankle. Of course, uh, Jalen Hurts' shoulder, and much more. Let's listen in. Let's start with Adam Teicher coming to us from Glendale, Arizona. Adam, I hope you brought your sunscreen. Weather there looks absolutely fantastic. But let's start with Patrick Mahomes and the ankle. Um, you know, we know how he fared last week. We saw him tweak it a little bit in the game, but now he's had quite a bit of time to heal. What's his status right now? What's he saying? How's that ankle feeling as we get closer to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I saw him, Anita, at practice most recently last Friday. It looked like he was driving off that back foot, that right foot where the ankle issue is. He looked like he was driving off that fairly well. So uh, I I think with another week, he should be in pretty good shape. The Chiefs were optimistic that he would be in better shape for the Super Bowl than he was for the AFC Championship game. So that should be good news. But he, he, he said he did not aggravate the ankle at all. So um, in the uh, AFC championship game, so he should be on a pretty good path for this game. So as we know, Patrick Mahomes has faced four teams that were in the top 10 in passing defense this season. He's 4-0 against them with 10 passing touchdowns. Has, Has Patrick talked about any concerns about facing this Eagles defense, which as we know, we're told time and time again, their pass defense, the best in the NFL. Yeah, he has. He he threw five touchdown passes against the Eagles last season when the Chiefs and Eagles played in the regular season. But as he noted last week, that's a totally different Philadelphia defense. A lot of new faces. They do some different things. Uh, Hassan Reddick, of course, was not with the Eagles last year. So he said he's preparing for a completely different uh, Philadelphia defense than the one he faced last season. So as we know, this is the Chiefs. This is their third trip to the Super Bowl in four years. In terms of health, is is this the worst shape that they are in? Because again, we know that there's some injuries here to the wide receiving core, the linebacking core, obviously Patrick Mahomes. So injury-wise, going into the Super Bowl, how do they fare compared to the last three times? Well, Anita, don't forget their offensive line was uh, in tatters when they went to the Super Bowl last time, two years ago against Tampa Bay. Both their tackles were out. uh, A couple of their other starters in the interior were out. So they were really patching things together with guys they pulled off the street, practice squad type guys. They, They really were in bad shape. They're not as bad as you might think this week. They seem to be pretty optimistic that Everybody, all their injured receivers, except for McCole Hardman, can play on Sunday. Now, we'll see if they're right. Um, you know, that would be Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Toney, and Justin Watson. But they, the Chiefs were optimistic that all three of those guys could be va- available to play. So we'll see how the week goes here. But I think right as of right now, the only one they know is out is McCole Hardman. They put him on injured reserve today. We're bringing big back. It's bigger, cheesier. The big New Yorker from Pizza Hut. Big pizza, bigger deal. Y'all hungry? Better be hungry. So I know we spent a lot of time talking about this Kansas 
Kansas City Chiefs offense, and rightfully so, right? Many people think that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the in the NFL, but I don't think enough love is given to Chris Jones, a one-man wrecking crew, and, and he's had an unbelievable season. Uh, but probably his biggest challenge going up against this Eagles offensive line that many people feel is the best offensive line in the NFL. What has he said about this challenge this week going up against the Eagles? Yeah, he, he knows it's going to be a bigger challenge than it was against the Bengals last time around. But, uh, boy, Chris Jones was just dominant in that game. And um, you know, the, the Eagles will have to deal with a player like him as well. So there's that side of it as well. But uh, certainly Philadelphia uh, should be more better equipped than the Bengals were with some backup offensive linemen in there as well. They should be better equipped to handle Chris Jones. But uh, the Chiefs uh, uh, will have a plan for him. He, I'm interested to see how they move him around because uh, they, they picked and chosen their spots for him to move him outside and been pretty effective with that at times. So we'll see how that uh, matchup works out. It's going to be an interesting one to watch. Adam, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. We go to from Adam Teicher to Tim McManus, who covers the Eagles. Um, looks like you guys are uh, hanging out at the same pool. Hopefully you can borrow Adam's sunscreen. Uh, listen, we've been talking so much about both these injuries, right? As we know, Mahomes, high ankle sprain, ankle sprain, hurts. Uh, there's so much discussion now coming into this matchup. Whose injury is worse? What can you tell us? about Hertz's shoulder and how he's feeling right now just days away from the Super Bowl, Tim. Yeah, Nita, when we talked to him this week and asked him how that shoulder was doing, he acknowledged that everybody knows that he's working through something. And when we asked to give a percentage on his health, he wouldn't do it. He's not 100% going into this matchup, but if you look at it big picture, you know, the original injury was December 18th against the Bears. So we're almost two months removed from when he injured that SC joint in his throwing shoulder. They don't really expect it to hold him back. And you could see, and particularly in that Giants divisional playoff game, you know, there was no restrictions on him. Did he look his best against the Niners in the NFC Championship game? No. Uh, but how much of that? was the fact that it was the Niners defense how much of it was the injury probably somewhere in between lies the truth but uh you know they fully expect that Hertz is going to be up and running for this game so the path to the Super Bowl for the Eagles has not been very difficult with all due respect to the Giants and the 49ers and unfortunately we saw what had happened with the 49ers losing Brock Purdy and whatnot uh, they've beaten both those opponents by an average of 27 points obviously Kansas City is a much different animal what what have the Eagles said about their path of getting to the Super Bowl? And yeah, and, and now once again facing an opponent like Kansas City, where chances are, Tim, this game is going to be a, a lot closer than what they've experienced the last two weeks. Yeah, well, you know, they're not apologizing for who they played in the playoffs to this point. And uh, you know, to your point with Brock Purdy, you know, they knocked him out of that game. Uh, their defense has been. Ferocious. Now, they have a, a ton of respect for the opponent they're going up against on Sunday. Nick Sirianni called Andy Reid a great coach and said that Patrick Mahomes is one of the best players on the planet. So they, they know what they're dealing with. But on the other side of the ball, you know, the Eagles defense, you know, they've just been crushing people. Uh, and if you look at what they did in the regular season, 70 sacks, the third most all time. And that's led by Hassan Reddick, who was able to just blow up that San Francisco game. And so while they know that there's going to be points coming up on the board, they feel very confident about the group that they bring into this matchup. And on the opposite side, I love Hassan Reddick, but you got to pay attention to Chris Jones, a one-man wrecking crew. He's taken over games for the Kansas City Chiefs. What has this Eagles offensive line said about their matchup against Chris Jones? What are they expecting from him? Oh, they know that he can be a game wrecker. And that's really like you have to circle the one of the most important matchups in this game. And it's going to be Jones up against left guard Landon Dickerson, who comes in with an injury. He hurt himself against the Niners. He has a hyperextended right elbow and he plans to wear a support brace on that elbow. He's not going to be 100 percent. No, but there's a lot of talent along this offensive line and also a lot of brain power. And it's it's led by offensive line coach Jeff Statlin and then veteran center Jason Kelsey. So they're going to be buttoned up and have a plan for Jones. But he's a handful, and they know it. Yeah, he is a handful, that's for sure. Uh, so the Eagles have decided to wear their green jersey, right? And we know how athletes are superstitious. 
Is this decision because they won Super Bowl 52 wearing their green jerseys? Does that have something to do with this decision? So I looked into this for you, Anita, and every time, in fact, the Eagles have made it to the Super Bowl. So this will be their fourth time. They've worn those traditional green colors each time. And this is uh, less of a superstitious organization and more of an analytical one. And you look back and they're one and two in their Super Bowls. And I saw a number that 15 of the last 18 teams that have won the white jersey actually have won the Super Bowl. So if they were applying analytics here, they would probably go in the other direction. But I think they just like that classic green look. And hey, they have some good mojo coming off of that 17 team where Nick Foles turned into Joe Montana all of a sudden. So uh, yeah, maybe they hope they can ride that one more time. So I'm sure you and Adam have, have gotten real close considering both your teams obviously had it, have advanced this far. I'm curious, any, any wager between the two of you? Like, if Kansas City wins, do you send him some, you know, Philly cheesesteaks? If the Eagles win, does he send you, like, the most ultimate KC barbecue? What, anything going on between you and Adam in regard to uh, personal wagers? You know, not yet, but I would love to get my hands on some of that Kansas City barbecue, and I feel pretty confident that the Eagles are going to win this game. So thank you for, for planting that seed, and as soon as we get off of here, I'm going to I'm gonna put that wager to Adam. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Tim. I really appreciate it. I know this is going to be a busy week for you. Hopefully we'll see you again on bet at some point in time. Again, uh that's Teicher as well as McManus. They do a phenomenal job. I'm sure you've seen them all over all the ESPN platforms this week, working really hard there in Glendale, Arizona. Again, as we know, the Eagles are favored by one and a half. The over-under is 51. How am I playing this? I just love the Eagles. Uh, full disclosure, I picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl before the season began. I got them at 25-1. to 1. I want to say either three or four weeks in, we knew that this was a team that was 3-0, 4-0. I doubled down. I got them at 11-1. to So I've got, I've got some really great odds and some, some significant money riding on this Eagles team. I'm not jumping off this bandwagon right now. Uh, absolutely not. I do believe that they're the better team. We hear it time and time again, right? It's one in the trenches, quote-unquote. Well, when you look at the trenches – Eagles better on the defensive line, better front seven, and better offensive line. This is an Eagles front seven, 70-plus sacks in the regular season. That's just ridiculous. Marinating that for a minute. And then on the opposite side, um, you're talking about an Eagles team that was able to put up four rushing touchdowns against the NFL's best rushing defense in the 49ers, their last game. The thing about the Philadelphia Eagles is whatever defense you you put in their way, they can go the opposite. If they want to run the ball against you, they can at will. And in the passing game, A.J. Brown is going to be a man amongst boys. Like, I want to say, like, the tallest DB that Kansas City has is, like, 5'9", 5'10", something like that. Majority of them are rookies, very inexperienced. I just think that A.J. Brown is just going to just dominate, um, as, well as, as well as Devontae Smith. One of my favorite prop bets is Devontae Smith over receiving yards uh, because Kansas City plays two high safeties about 80% of the time, and, and when that happens, Devontae Smith is targeted – almost 30% of the time. So whatever Kansas City decides to do defensively, the, the Philadelphia Eagles could counter easily. They're just the better team. So, you know, and but what scares me is I just feel like everybody's on the Eagles. And typically more times than not when that happens, um, it... it um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily pan out. So that scares me a little bit. But when you look at the num when, when you look at, at the matchups here, um, the, the, the four areas that Kansas city has a leg up against the Eagles quarterback, let's be honest, as much as, you know, Jalen hurts has had a good season. Patrick Mahomes, as we know, just won the MVP, which by the way, Never in the history of the NFL has a regular season MVP quarterback won a Super Bowl. Just throwing it out there. It's a trend. I must 
I must share that with you. Um, number two, tight end. As much as I love Dallas Goddard, let's be honest, Travis Kelsey is an absolute beast. Um, punting. Their punter, Townsend, is actually quite good. He averages 50 yards per punt and his longest is 76. And last but not least, I, I do like Nick Sirianni. I like the edginess about him. But Andy Reid and his track record, can't deny. So coaching, punting, tight end, quarterback, those are the only four areas that Kansas City has a leg up in regards to the Eagles. That's it. Can those four areas can those four areas outperform and beat the Eagles? I don't think so. So I'm all over the Eagles. In fact, I'm playing the Eagles minus six and a half at plus 185. What does that mean? It means the Eagles have to win by at least a touchdown. And for every hundred dollars that I'm putting down, I'm winning $185. That's how confident I am in this Eagles team. So there's that. Quick break. We come back. Mike Tannenbaum was on bet earlier today. We'll hear from him next, right here on Weekend Wager, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I was asking them, what are you guys doing? Where are you guys going to watch the Super Bowl? Usually I, I, I host each and every week. I have people over. I've got three big screens. I order a ton of food. We drink a bunch of wine. It's really a fun Sunday, but it's Super Bowl. So I'm going to an Eagles watch party. I don't, I don't have an allegiance to a team. If you know anything about me, it's all about which team is going to win me money, which player is going to help me win my fantasy team. That's where my allegiance is. So for me, um, I actually, I enjoy, I like, I like living through people who are fanatics. I find them interesting people. And so I'm going to an Eagles party. And then Chantel asked me, is there, is there a Super Bowl etiquette? So I'm curious, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you like? Give me, give me an example of Super Bowl etiquette. So an example of Super Bowl party etiquette. Don't mm-hmm. come to the Super Bowl party because you just want to see the halftime show and then talk through the whole game or like over talk yes. through the game. Because yes, you're that's there. the worst, right? Yeah. That's the worst, right? Like, so, so you, so here's, and, and, and you make a great point, Chantel, because here's the thing either you're going to a Super Bowl party with like a real, like legit, NFL group of people who like are watching the game, right? It's not foo-foo. It's not BS, right? But you, but there are people out there who are like, oh, I'm going to have a Super Bowl party. Come over. We're going to have, you know what I mean? It's like, and and it it, it is, it's about the commercials. It's about the, it's about Rihanna. It's about the halftime show. It's about people having conversations about work or, you know, their boyfriends or their girlfriends or their dogs in between the game. No, I, I can't go to I can't go to a Super Bowl party with, like that. I, ha- I have to, like I'm going to a legit Eagles Super Bowl party where it's like it's it's on like Donkey Kong. Like it is 
like I, I would imagine if the Eagles lose, I'm probably going to sneak out the back door because I don't want any part of it. Right. Right. So I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm saying, I, I think that there, I think there are two kinds of parties that people host. Those that aren't necessarily into football, haven't been watching religiously each and every Sunday, but are hosting a Super Bowl party just because it's fun and we can have people over and, you know, there'll be adult beverage and we'll see Rihanna and all that good stuff. And then I think that there's those that are like legit, serious football watchers who are going to be gambling on the game. And those are the people I want to watch the game with, right? Agreed. And the people who bring good okay. food. And bring good food. There you go. That's that's a big part of it as well. Um, <laughs> without further ado, uh, Mike Tannenbaum, who, by the way, is going to be on with me on Sunday. New York game day, back in action on Sunday. Matthias Kiwanuka, Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, but he joined us on our Bet Digital Gambling Show earlier today. He's been in Arizona on all the ESPN platforms as well. So he's been in the thick of it. Let's listen in. This is how Mike Tannenbaum would play the game. Our buddy Mike Tannenbaum is back with us here on Bet, and it's been so dang long since we've chatted with you, Mike. If you don't know why we call Tannenbaum the Monday Night Messiah, uh, this last year when he was picking Monday Night Football games, I mean, the guy was hitting it like 75 80%, and that is... 16 and 4 record. So yeah, there it is. That's 80% on Monday night football plays. So you may want to pay attention when Mike Tannenbaum talks. All right. I know he's loaded up, hopped up on avocado toast. And even though this game's on a Sunday and not a Monday, Mike T is gonna bring us some really good insight. Let's start macro here. All right. Side, total, both. How are you looking at game script? How would you play those two big markets when it comes to this Eagles Chiefs matchup? Great to be with you, Tyler. I think it's going to be a really close game, but ultimately I'm going to go 31-28 Philadelphia. So obviously I see them covering, and they're the better team. They've been the best team in the league. I hate picking against Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> but this time you have to because of the line of scrimmage. I think Philly controls both sides of the ball because of it. They're ultimately a field goal better. I think he gets late, high scoring, so I like the over, and I like the final score to be, uh, again, Philly to cover. 31-28 is what I heard, so that would be a cover by a point and a half, and the game would go well over at 31-28. I'm glad because that confirms my priors. I see it very similarly. Close but high scoring with the Eagles pulling out the victory. Now let's talk about Patrick Mahomes. We know he's still dealing with that bum ankle a little bit, but it's been two weeks since the AFC title game to recover. His rushing prop, Mike T, is at 19 and a half. Do you have a conviction one way or the other on that? I have a strong convention. I like the over here, Tyler. I think uh, when you look at Wiley and Brown, the two tackles for Kansas City, I think they're going to struggle against guys like Josh Sweat, Son Reddick, Brandon Graham, amongst others. Because of it, I think you're going to see Patrick have to move. I think the extra week's going to help the ankle. I think he's going to go past 19 and a half pretty easily. I like that strong conviction with the over for Patrick Mahomes. And again, I tend to agree. I think he's going to see some pressure, and we may be underrating how healthier his ankle is with two weeks of rest. Now, he's not the only QB dealing with an injury or an ailment. We know for Jalen Hurts on the Eagles side, it's that bum shoulder. But again, 14 full days to get that bad boy right. His passing prop is 237 and a half. Same question here. Strong conviction either way. Yeah, I like the under. How about this stat? This is amazing, Tyler. Jalen Hurts has thrown the ball 22 times in the second half this season when he didn't have the lead. That shows you how dominant they've been. And I think the key to their success is balance in the second half. They're going to throw early and try to stay balanced. And because of it, I think we're going to look at some runs in the second half. And I think that's going to limit Jalen Hurts' production. And I like the under at 237 and a half. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't even barely sniffed 150 yards in either playoff game. But again, those game scripts, they were blowing the Giants and the 49ers out. We think it'll be a little closer there, but you still like the under for Jalen Hurts. All right, Mike T, when you're looking at both sides, and there's always seemingly a name that pops up out of nowhere in Super Bowl lore to make a big play or big plays and change who wins or loses this game, who would be an X factor for our viewers to keep an eye on for this year's matchup? Hassan Rennick. Defensive end, Philadelphia, ironically from the Arizona Cardinals, a little bit of a home game for him. <laughs> and again, we just talked about two tackles for the 
Chiefs, I think they're going to struggle in this matchup. I think Reddick's been the best pass rusher that may be a little bit under the radar, but he's been outstanding all year. And I think he's going to be the big difference in this game. And uh, I think he's the, really what can neutralize the great Patrick Mahomes. I think that's really the key to the game. If the Chiefs can handle Reddick and that pass rush, they have a real chance to win. If not, it could be a long day for Kansas City. So I think Hassan Reddick is a big, big X factor here. He has been a big, big X factor seemingly every game the Eagles played, especially that NFC title game with the way he was getting after Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson, and whoever was able to take snaps for the 49ers. All right, finally, uh, again, you said you like the Eagles to win a high-scoring close game. If we take a look at the MVP odds market, four of the top six selections are Philadelphia Eagle players with Hurts having the shortest odds, backed up by Mahomes and Kelsey. Then it's A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders. If you had to make a bet on a Super Bowl MVP, would it be one of those names up there or someone else? Hassan Reddick. (laughs) There you go. I like him as the MVP. We're talking about Hurts and Mahomes coming in. We'll be talking about that Philly defensive line and Hassan Reddick on the way out. Yeah, Hassan Reddick will be a really nice payday at 35 to 1 if Mike T is all right. Maybe it's a final drive sack, strip sack that seals the game against Patrick Mahomes as he's trying to drive for that game time field goal or game winning touchdown. He's the Monday Night Messiah, giving us some Sunday gems for Super Bowl 57. Mike Tannenbaum, always a pleasure having you join us here on Bet. Enjoy the game, Mike. Thank you. Great to be with you. Again, Mike Tannenbaum joining us earlier today on Bet, our digital gambling show. He'll be on with me on Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. right here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, before we take a break and we come back, Reg Wyshynski, uh, a.k.a. the Puck Daddy, is going to join us to talk about some of the NHL slash Super Bowl cross bets. Uh, I'm going to play a seven-leg parlay for the Super Bowl, Okay. So follow me here. All right. Um, and, and so it's, it's, it's an in game. So it's, it's the same game parlay that you can do. Right. So in this seven pick parlay, the seven leg parlay is 50 to one. So for all the reasons I said just last segment in regard to why I'm on the Eagles at minus one and a half. Again, I just think they're the better team. Uh, they check the majority of the boxes. Well, the fact I've got, 2,000 to win 50,000. Outside of quarterback, outside of tight end, outside of punter, outside of head coach, I do believe the Eagles uh, check all the boxes. So uh, a number of reasons why I'm taking the Eagles minus one and a half. Kelsey, anytime touchdown. That's leg number two. Why? There's records to be broke here. So follow me. Uh, Tom Brady and Gronk have the most touchdown duo, duo touchdowns, however you want to phrase it, in the postseason in Super Bowl history. If Mahomes and Kelsey score two more touchdowns, they will surpass Brady and Gronk. If Kelsey scores just one touchdown, he will surpass Gronk and be the second most recipient of touchdown passes Uh, behind Jerry Rice at 22, okay? So um, with that being said, on top of the just the mere fact that Kelsey's got 22 targets when the Kansas City Chiefs are within the 10 yards of of a touchdown, Um, he's scored a touchdown in five straight postseason games. I I could go on and on in regard to the trends and the stats. So uh, number one is... Eagles minus one and a half. Number two is is Kelsey with a touchdown. Again, this is a seven-leg same-game parlay. Number three is Hurts over 44 and a half rushing yards. Uh, One thing you could do against Kansas City as a quarterback is run against them. Look at the numbers. Look what happened with Joe Burrow uh, in the last game against Kansas City. Um, And Hurts, this is part of his game. It's running the football. And his shoulder is not 100%. So I got Hertz over 44 and a half rushing yards. I got Miles Sanders over 54 and a half rushing yards. I don't believe we've seen a lot of Miles Sanders in the postseason because Eagles haven't had to. Uh, both games against the Giants and the 49ers have been blowouts. So we've seen a lot of Gainwell. We've seen a lot of Boston Scott. Sanders locked and loaded, ready to go, fresh, fresh legs. And I do believe the Eagles are going to run the football. 
So Sanders over 54 and a half rushing yards. Devontae Smith over 59 and a half receiving yards. Why? Interesting. Ever since uh, Jalen Hurts has the shoulder injury, he's more comfortable throwing to the left side of the field. 80% of the routes that Devontae Smith runs is to the left side of the field. On top of that, he's targeted almost 30% of the time with two high safeties. There you go. Devontae Smith, over 59 and a half receiving yards. Gainwell, over 16 and a half receiving yards. Why? Gainwell is the back that's utilized more in the passing game, not so much Miles Sanders. So, uh, and by the way, Miles Sanders, free agent next year. I don't believe that he's going to be the back uh, for, he's not going to be back for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think Gainwell is going to be the lead back, the starting back for the Eagles heading into next season. I think we're going to start seeing the changing of the guard if we haven't already. And last but not least, as Mike Tannenbaum is all over Hassan Reddick, I am as well. Hassan Reddick, sack, at least one sack in the game. And so this is my seven-leg parlay. Hassan Reddick, sack. Gainwell, over 16.5 receiving yards. Devontae Smith, over 59.5 receiving yards. Sanders, over 54.5 rushing yards. Hertz over 44 and a half rushing yards, Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown and the Eagles minus one and a half. And if you play all that, it all has to hit in order for you to win 50 to one. So there you have it. Quick break. We come back. We'll talk about some of the cross bets between the NHL and NFL with Greg Rashinsky next right here on 90.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Over the Pelicans, minus three. They're at 51 to 34. That's good news. Uh, I did have... The Sacramento Kings over the Mavs, unfortunately, they are down 41 to 65. You were laying uh, four and a half with the Kings. And, uh, and I did like the Bucks minus two and a half against the Clippers. The Bucks are up 16 to eight. So not bad. You're winning two of three. Um, if you did lay those bets when we started the show. Without further ado, uh, Greg Wyshynski joined me earlier this week on bet. Uh, to talk about some of the cross bets out there. You can cross bet what's going on in, in the NFL for Super Bowl with NHL, NBA, uh, and obviously Greg Wyshynski, the puck daddy, wink, wink. Um, obviously, we talked about some of the cross bets with the NHL. Let's listen in. But let's bring in Greg Wyshynski. You know him as the puck daddy. Let's talk some hockey. Greg, how you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I got back from Florida, the all-star game, nice and crispy and sunburned. And uh, now it's peeling. <laughs> so that's fantastic for me. <laughs> well, two great places to be, right? Florida and Arizona. Great weather. In talking about Arizona, I want to have a fun segment we do right now where we're going to do cross sports, where NHL meets Super Bowl. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tee up a, a few bets, prop bets out there. And you tell me which one you think will happen more. All right, you ready to rock and roll? Here okay. we go. Alex Ovechkin, um, he has more shots on goal on Sunday than Juju Smith-Schuster has catches. Okay, now it's minus a half of a shot for Alex, and it's plus a half a catch for Juju. So with that being said, 
Alex, I know around, what, four or five a game he averages. Meanwhile, Juju, he averages about two or three since the end of December. So very interesting. I'm curious which side you're leaning here. I'm leaning Juju on this one, to be honest with you. I think overall this season, Juju's averaged around five catches a game. Alex Ovechkin, like you said, he's a shot machine, averages 4.3 shots per game. But the San Jose Sharks, the team the Capitals are playing on Super Bowl Sunday, pretty good at avoiding power plays. They don't give a lot of power plays to their opponents. And as you know, that's where Ovechkin really likes to uh, increase the shot totals from the quote-unquote OV spot on the power play. So I'm going to take Juju on this one to have more catches than Ovechkin will have shots. We're bringing Big back. It's bigger. Cheesier. The big New Yorker from Pizza Hut. Big pizza, bigger deal. Y'all hungry? Better be hungry. Could have more because, as we know, Miko Hardman is out. He was placed on, on IR. Also, Kadarius Tony dealing with an ankle issue. Will be interesting to see who's going to get peppered with those targets from Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Number two, we've got the, the Kraken, the Seattle Kraken. Goals on Sunday against MVS, Marquez Valdez um, Scantling, his catches. Now, the Kraken, <laughs> their juice is minus 125. MVS, that juice is minus 105. As we know, it's the first time that the Kraken are going to go up against Philly. They haven't played them this season. Meanwhile, MBS had six re receptions against the Cincinnati Bengals uh, their last game. But prior to that, he was only averaging two to three a game. So, Greg, what side are you on here? Yeah, I'm taking the Kraken in this one. I'm leaning hockey here. MBS, as you said, has only hit four catches in five of like 22 games this season. You look at the Kraken, no, they've not been all that great offensively lately, but they did get their star center, Matty Beneers, back in the lineup this week after the All-Star break. He had been out with an upper body injury. And the Flyers are going to be coming off of back-to-back -back games in this game against Seattle. And plus, let's be honest, we don't know what the atmosphere at this Flyers game is going to be like. Is it going to be weird? Is it going to be rabid? Is it going to be empty as everybody's preparing for the Eagles in the Super Bowl? I don't know. I just know I don't like that for the Flyers. So I like the Kraken here to uh, score more goals than MVS will have receptions. Here's an interesting one. All right, we've got the Golden Knights. Shots on goal on Sunday plus a half. Plus a half or the distance of the first field goal in the Super Bowl minus a half, all right? Now, as we know, I, I, I did a little deep diving here, and, uh, and, and the Knights, they can average anywhere some nights between 30 to 45 shots on goal. So I'm really curious, what's your play in this one? Well, they average 32.1 uh, shots on goal at home, which is where this game's going to be. Uh, but they put up 51 shots against the Anaheim Ducks earlier this season, which would be a pretty lengthy field goal in the Super Bowl, I'd say. Uh, but the Ducks lately, they've been all right on the shot totals, under 40 in six of their last eight games. And I'm thinking to myself, a field goal in the Super Bowl, probably going to be above maybe 44, 45 yards as far as distance goes. So I'll take the field goal in this one over the BGK shot total. You know, it's interesting. Both these teams, the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they go for it on fourth down a lot, right? Like, I'm really, I'm curious how many field goal attempts they're even going to try on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> uh, last but not least, we've got the Flyers going up against, of course, uh, the Kraken on Sunday. Like I said, it's the first time these two teams will be uh, facing off against one another. Meanwhile, you can have the Flyers' goals on Sunday against the Kraken or the Eagles' sacks. Now, both these are juiced up to minus 115. As we know, the Eagles' five sacks against our Giants uh, a few weeks ago, but only three sacks against the 49ers. Eight total in the postseason. What's your side here? Well, the Eagles average over four sacks a game, Anita. The Flyers... You know, I think they're going to be a little inconsistent offensively as they've shown this season. The Kraken, who they're playing in this game, give up 3.21 goals per game on the road. So I'll take the Eagles here to have more sacks than the Flyers will have goals. If you can smell what I'm cooking, I don't think the Flyers are going to win this hockey game. 
And so to play on the safe side, I think you take the Eagles sacks here over the Flyers goals in this game. Hey, look, it can't all go good for Philly on Sunday, okay? They're going to have to be a little misery along with a potential Philly Super Bowl win, and that misery will be a Flyers loss to Seattle. All right, Puck Daddy, why we have you, let's feed the people. Let's give them some winners for tonight, right? Only two <laughs> games on the slate, but let's break them down. The Canucks going up against the Rangers. Uh, the puck line for the Rangers, minus 240. The goal total is six and a half. I'm looking at this like goaltending mismatch, right? And the Devils, they put up five goals against the Canucks on Monday. So curious, how are you playing this one? Well, the Canucks rallied in that Devils game. I was impressed with them. And you have to remember, they're still finding their way under their new, their new head coach, Rick Tockett. They're playing hard. And so I thought to myself, maybe Canucks on the puck line here, except they're playing Spencer Martin in goal. Dude's lost eight straight games, has given up at least three goals in all of those losses. So I am taking the Rangers money line, might consider puck line here as well against Vancouver. And then the other game, we've got the Wild against the Stars. Puck line for the Stars is minus 140. Um, also, the goal set at five and a half over under. As we know, the Stars, that first line, great chemistry so far. Their last five games, they've combined for 10 points. How are you playing this one? I like Dallas here a lot. In fact, I like them to win in regulation. They've been to the, the overtime or the shootout in four straight games. Uh, I think they're, they're going to break that schneid tonight against the, the Minnesota Wild. The Wild really haven't been playing great hockey for the last couple of weeks. So I like Dallas here. In fact, Dallas knocked off Minnesota 4-1 in a game last month as well. So I'll take here uh, to bring down a little bit of that juice that you'd have to take on the money line. Again, uh, Greg Wyshynski with that NHL cross bet with, of course, the Super Bowl picks in plays. And you can do that with NHL. You can do it with NBA. Um, so many ways you're going to be able to wager on the Super Bowl this coming Sunday. Uh, we come back. We'll kick off hour number two. David Behrman will join us. We'll talk about the uh, Waste Management Phoenix. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.